Thanks for downloading the free and ad-supported version of Cubs Pod, which is actually three daily Cubs podcasts smashed into one episode. But Cubs Pod is actually a daily Cubs podcast, which is released every single day during the Cubs season on our Patreon page, completely ad-free at patreon.com slash sunranto. In fact, you'll get all Sunranto shows early and ad-free on our private premium RSS feed. Plus, you'll get access to our private Discord group where we host game watches and Cubs fan chats with the Super Ranters. Join us for as little as $1 at patreon.com slash sunranto. Please support independent Cubs media like us, and subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto. We can't do it without you. Thank you. And enjoy this version that is ad-supported of Cubs Pod. April 18th, 2023, and this is Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production and part of the Fan First Network. Make sure you get out there looking for Fan First shows and the Bleacher Bunch Network and subscribe. Last night was the Wes and Wiz show out on the West Coast, and let's start here with Wes Neski, who made a bounce back start last night after going uh, only 1.2 innings or something like that the last time he was out there he went seven innings he only gave up five hits and one earned run he walked zero batters and struck out seven that's the Wesneski we were all hoping to get and we are going to start with him so uh, he looked really good out there the only run that the A's scored against him was in the first inning, uh, the actually the first batter, uh, Esteuri Ruiz, singled on a 94-mile-per-hour uh, forcing fastball out to center. Uh, he is a very fast uh, baseball player and was able to get around and score because he was able to get to third base on a Ryan Noda single and then uh, come in to home on a Ledmus Diaz fielder's choice. Wesneski got two flyouts after that to get out of the inning, and that was it. That was the only runs the A's would score for the night. That does not necessarily mean that Wesneski was perfect. Uh, in fact, that had a little trouble in the first inning, and then um, in the second inning, he had two more runners on, but he was able to work out of it. Uh, it just, you know, made you a little bit nervous with the way that his first two games had gone, seeing, uh, you know, there'd be four runners in the first two innings. I'm sorry, uh, five runners in the first two innings. But then Wesneski settled in and uh, went 13 hitters before giving up a single. That's uh, four innings of one, two, three, sit them down, pitching, until uh, the Jesus Eagle singled on a line drive to Ian Happ. But Wisniewski followed that up with two straight strikeouts. So no harm, no foul. Earlier, I mentioned that uh, Esteuri 
Ruiz. I'm so sorry about some of these names. Uh, I apologize if I am destroying this, these names, but uh, hey, I'm I'm doing my best. But Esteuri Ruiz hit a 94 mile per hour fastball right up at the top of the game. And I wanted to kind of check in on that a little bit because in the fifth inning, Sutcliffe really made a good point. The Cubs had a 6-1 to lead at that moment, and uh, Wisniewski kind of pulled some really awkward pitches. And I mean, just threw them bad. And they were fast pitches. A lot has been made about the uptick in his fastball, and unfortunately, to this point in the season, that hasn't gone well for him. When he struggled in those first two innings, uh, a lot of those singles were on, you know, 94, 95 mile per hour fastballs, whereas he was getting more of the swing and miss stuff with his breaking pitches, slower stuff, um, or, you know, just not great contact with some of the off speed or even, you know, fastballs that aren't quite going 94 mile per hour. I mean, what is what does that mean? It means that these like 94 to 95 mile per hour fastballs, while they are faster, those are the ones that are enticing the hitters to swing and they're able to make contact with those pitches. If you go through the rest of his game like I did and look at each pitch, he really had a lot more success when he kept the pitches at 93 mile per hour or a little bit lower. And every time he kind of tried to ramp it up, those were a lot of balls. He yanked a few, especially in the fifth, which is what Sutcliffe, you know, got Sutcliffe's attention that he pulled some balls just badly. It's like he's trying to overthrow or something. So I wonder if that has been maybe a bit of his struggles up to this point is that he's just overthrowing the ball. I mean, we sort of mentioned it uh, on the show last week and, you know, here it is popping up with Sutcliffe talking about it. And when I'm actually looking at this game, more success coming at 93 miles per hour or less. So I'm thinking he just needs to back off just a touch on the fastball, not overthrow it. And he's obviously he's getting pitches that people can't really handle, even if they do get a bat on it versus the other way around, or they just don't want to swing at it at all. I don't know. We'll, we'll keep an eye on this because I am really interested in what's going on with Wesneski right now. Since we're talking about pitching right now, let's just finish this out. Uh, in the eighth, Brandon Hughes made his return. Uh, he's been a little bit injured. He has been down in the minor leagues, hasn't had a chance to pitch in a major league game this year. And he was a little bit, you know, he looked a little rusty, but was able to get through the inning pretty well, had to settle down. I mean, it, it, it was his first game and he, you know, so I'm going to give him a pass on it. Uh, he made it through the inning, didn't give up any runs. That's a win. Uh, in the ninth inning, with a 10-run lead, they brought in uh, Merriweather. Now, Merriweather has been nothing short of just frightening this year. And uh, he went out there and gave up a single right off the bat. Made you worry a little bit, but then uh, a fly out, a strikeout, and a fly out, and he was out of that inning. So, you know, he he did it against the worst team in the league. And having a nine-run lead, he did it. 
I really don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't know about Merriweather. I, I really, I don't quite know what he's doing on the team right now. He hasn't really shown that he can do it up here. Uh, maybe he needs to go back to Iowa and just kind of work on a couple of things and then come back again in a couple of weeks. Whatever. Merriweather is, uh, as Danny termed him last night in the Discord chat, scary weather. And I think that's a, that's a great nickname for him, scary weather. All right. Well, let's turn our attention to the offense here in this game. Uh, the Cubs are having a really good West Coast swing, which is kind of weird to say. We haven't seen something like that since this team was really good back in 16, 17 time frame. We were a little bit worried that coming off of the first uh, Dodgers series victory since 2014, that, you know, this could be a trap game. We could come in here against possibly the absolute worst baseball team in the league and just, you know, run into a trap and lose this game. Uh, but that's not what happened at all. The Cubs had 20 hits in this game. 22-0 and they scored 10 runs. That is not falling into the trap in any way. Uh, this game was obviously highlighted by uh, Patrick Wisdom's two home runs. Uh, he got the Cubs on the board in the second inning with his fourth homer in four straight games uh, and then followed it up in the eighth inning with another home run and surprisingly it's the first home run he's had this year with runners on so that was a two-run shot for his eighth home run and uh, he's really just ripping it right now but wisdom wasn't the only story on the offense last night uh, when you have 20 hits it's not going to be just one guy for sure uh, Horner went two for five with a walk Swanson went two for four with a walk. Looks like he's back after that little mini slump. Um, Hap went two for four. We had Suzuki three for five game. Good to see him back. He's starting to feel it. Uh, Wisdom, obviously, three for five. He had the two home runs and a single for four total RBI in this game. Bellinger had his first ever five for five night in his career. Ooh, is uh, this the Bellinger that we're going to get? This might be really good. It, it was very surprising after the last few years that he had before coming to the Cubs. But man, this, this looks, everybody's talking about it. Looks like the 2019 Bellinger. So hopefully uh, Gomes went two for five. And uh, Madrigal went one for five and took a chance off of the board in the fourth inning when the Cubs were scoring all a bunch of their runs. Uh, he ran right through a Willie Harris stop sign. Yes, you heard that correctly. Willie Harris did not wave a runner. What that tells you is, oh my God, there was no chance in hell the Madrigal was going to get in there. And uh, he ran through the stop, stop sign, and guess what? Out. Jesus, what? Uh, this guy needs to go. I don't know why he's on this team. It's driving me insane. Another guy that needs to go is uh, Mancini. He went 0 for 5. He's the only guy on this team that did not get a hit last night. 
in a game in which I guess getting hits was easy because everybody else did it. So, you know, maybe send that guy to Iowa, bring up Mervis, and use Hosmer and Mervis as your platoon over there. Also, uh, get rid of Madrigal. Send him down. Put Wisdom at third base every single day, or third base DH combo, and bring Morell back to platoon at third. If you have to have a platoon at third, might not be a bad idea to you know go DH third base platoon with him. Uh, he is actually leading iowa with the highest ops on the team and and this is a team where a lot of guys are hitting well uh but he has 16 strikeouts and that's the big problem out of 45 at bats that's not good but he also has 10 walks so you know he is seeing the ball he's got four home runs that leads the team i'm telling you mervis and morell Bring them up. There is room for them to play every day with the DH. Well, maybe not every day, but, you know, most days. And let me tell you, I'm not saying this because I'm upset with what the Cubs are doing. I kind of am. Honestly, let me tell you the truth. I'm kind of excited. I mean, good Lord, they've now gone 500. The worst they could do on this West Coast trip right now is 500 and that's always been good but it could come out way better than that if they just continue to take care of business in oakland like they should i'm starting to get a little bit excited and i want to see the best players at iowa come up and actually maybe make this team that much better by getting rid of just this few bad spots that we're seeing let the fans know that we are actually going for it right now. That's what I want to see. Uh, because, hey, I can't deny it. These, these Cubs are fun. They seem to be doing it uh, behind, you know, especially with the way that Wisdom is leading this team, just crushing constantly. We got Swanson out there hitting really high average. We've got a leadoff hitter, everyone. Tell all the old fans that tuned out, the Cubs now have a leadoff hitter. They'll come back just for that. Okay, I'm going to have to wrap this up fairly quickly. I have actual work to do. Don't tell anybody. Um, okay, so today at 8.40 p.m. Chicago Standard Time, the Cubs will play the a's again um i have to tell you these you know late games that's why i'm doing this in the morning because they are too late for me to try and do this at night it takes a little bit to do these podcasts um but stroman is going up against waldachuk stroman has a one era and 20 strikeouts so far this year waldachuk uh considerably higher a 10.2 era and only 11 strikeouts uh, Stroman hasn't really seen anybody on the A's. He's seen four guys. Three of them are batting zero, and one of them is batting 143. So he has one hit. That's it. And Waldachuk, uh, Swanson's the only one who's seen him. He's got uh, one home run in three at-bats. So that's good. The one time he hit him, he hit him hard. Uh, this will probably be another sad attendance count at this game. My Lord, watching that game last night, I couldn't believe how many seats were just empty. And I also couldn't believe that people sat right next to each other when they had that much space to spread out. That's crazy to me. 
Anyway, join us on Discord for uh, the game chat tonight. The shank list is open to everyone. Let your friends know. and uh, Or just give us a little bit of money in the Patreon, and then you can do everything. Game watches, all that stuff. Uh, okay, I need to get out of here. I have work to do. Um, so, you know, hey, keep rounding those bases. I am out at home in Spagow. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But Super Ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money for tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Thanks for downloading Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network, your daily dose of digestible Cubs content. I'm your host, Danny Rocket, and I'm here to tell you what's happening right now in the world of the Chicago Cubs on April 19th, 2023. The Cubs shut out the A's for nothing at Ring Central Coliseum in Oakland, California, and uh, all the runs came in the eighth inning. But uh, let's start in the first inning, shall we? Just like a baseball game. Both teams loaded the bags in the first inning. Both teams. Horner doubled to lead off the game. Dansby walked. Hap struck out. Suzuki hit an infield single that took forever to review, which is why the game was nearly three hours long. Pace of play, people. And then uh, Wisdom popped out and Belly popped out, and so nothing doing after the bases loaded. They probably thought they'd have more opportunities like they did the day before where they feasted on A's pitching, but they did not. Then in the bottom of the first, Stroh loaded the bags with a couple of walks and a single, but uh, a Kemp ground out. That's Tony Kemp, former Cub great Tony Kemp, grounded out. And then... Barely anything happened for the tens of fans at Ring Central Coliseum in Oakland, California, and until the eighth inning, when Trevor May came out to pitch against this uh, 
at this point, pretty anemic Cubs lineup. Um, so here's how the eighth inning goes. Suzuki walks. That's one of three walks he took on the night, by the way. He had three walks and two hits. So good night for Suzuki. Um, and then Wisdom doubled them to third. Belly singled in Saya. Then Gomes grounded out. But Wisdom scored on that play. And then they changed pitchers. And in came Richard Lovelady. That's right. There's a man named Dick Lovelady in the major leagues. And I think I love him, and I want him to be on the Cubs, even though he's terrible. Um, but he did get Hosmer to ground out, but that's no small feat. That's kind of what he does. Madrigal then singled in Bellinger. Nico reached on an error that scored Madrigal all the way from first. And it was, I mean, it was pretty hilarious because the right fielder, uh, who was playing right? I'm looking it up right now. The right fielder, Capel. I guess he just kind of, uh, he bobbled it, sort of. He didn't make a clean play, and then he bobbled it, and Magical just kept on running. This time, there was no stop sign for him to run through. Wave him in, Willie was waving him in, and he made it. Not easily. In fact, like, he slid way around the tag, had to come in and touch home plate, and then, um, then he scored. But his short little legs running around those bases makes it look like Fred Flintstone driving. And it's freaking hilarious to me. So... Whatever makes me like Nick Madrigal, I guess that's good, right? Because it seems that he's just going to be around. Um, what else happened? Um, oh, yeah, the pitching was awesome. Yeah, Stroh, besides that first inning where he got into a little bit of trouble, uh, he did give up only two walks, allowed only two hits, five strikeouts through six innings pitch. It was exactly 100 pitches. Um, overall... Out of the bullpen, you had Lighter come out with two Ks and a walk. Fulmer with a walk, no Ks. And uh, Rucker came out, and he got no... Wait, no, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Um, Rucker finished out, got a double play to end it. But, uh, yeah, Rucker got one strikeout. Yeah, Fulmer got no strikeouts. Um, A double play to end it with a with a guy on, and so the the A's really did not threaten at all, to except for that first inning, and it was after the Cubs decided to finally start hitting and scoring. Um, it was a cakewalk. It was a cakewalk in front of five thousand one hundred and ninety six announced patrons at this game. So, it was not that many in the ballpark. So, pretty pathetic showing. God, it's it's really sad what's happened in Oakland. And I know not a lot of people remember, you know, the Bash Brothers or even go back to the early 70s where they had World Series championship teams on the regular. But this A's team has fallen so far. And for a team that once played in Philadelphia and Kansas City and then Oakland, you know, I could st- maybe it's time to move again. It's Giants territory, and unfortunately, the A's can't draw a crowd. So there is a game today. Justin Steele is going up against Tittles Baron Dingelhofer, or at least th- that's what I assume TBD stands for. We thought it was going to be Caprillion, but it is not going to be him because he pitched last night. And then I look down at my MLB app, and I go, yep, it changed from Caprillion to um, TBD. 
Uh, so we don't know. It's going to be a bullpen game. But I could tell you about the A's bullpen, which is terrible. Their bullpen is terrible. Uh, 6-11 ERA, at least when this series started. It's higher now based upon Monday's game when the Cubs put up 10. And, um, yeah, so I don't know what they're going to do. We shall find out. It is still, as of this morning, unannounced. It is a bullpen game, and their bullpen stinks. So I'm smelling a sweep here. Trap game was not in order, so that's good to see. And, um, yeah, I'm, it's got to be the sweep here. Cubs are 10-6. and six. I fully expected them to be 11-6 by the end of this day. Oakland is 3-15. and 15. I completely expect they will be 3-16. and 16 by the end of this day. But weird stuff happens. Justin Steele was awesome, though, last time he went out there, and I do not think he's going to not be awesome because he's been awesome this entire time. Is he due for a stinker? Sure, but he has been for a while. This year, he's 2-0 with a 142 ERA. Um, Steele gave up uh, two runs through seven, both solo shots, and he struck out eight against the Dodgers last time out. So if he can do that against a good Dodgers team, I think he'll be able to do that against a bad A's team. Except for that, he probably just recently faced these guys in the minors. Maybe not. They might not even been born yet when Justin Steele was in the minors. That's how young and bad this A's team is. And now taking a look how the A's do against Justin Steele, there's really nothing to see here. Uh, Manny Pena, who I guess is on this team... He hasn't played this year so far, so maybe he's hurt and just kind of on the 40-man. I'm not sure what's going on with Manny Pena. I don't care. Uh, but he does have a home run against Steele. It is his only hit. hit. J.J. Bleday is one for two, and Brett Rooker has a hit, but they seem to be both singles. So not much to see. A total of 12 plate appearances, but they did hit him around in those plate appearances, the people that have seen him. Um, Jesus Eagle struck out against him. Like, there's nothing to see. It really is such a small sample size that it's not even worth talking about. And the guy with the most at-bats against him, three, four total plate appearances, has not even played a game this year. So I don't, I don't, yeah, there's nothing to say. So I won't say it anymore anyway. So there is your Cubs pod. The Cubs, uh, I should mention this game is uh, in the afternoon. Uh, 60 degrees and sunny over there at Ring Central Coliseum in Oakland, California. And uh, students, student groups could have gotten group ticks for 15 bucks and learned about how you can get ripped off even when you're a poor student. Because <laughs> it is not worth 15 bucks to go in there unless you're basically sitting in the dugout. Um, yeah, It's for, I guess they've got some events where they let kids who want to be sports journalists come and hang out and it starts at 9 30 in the morning so they're already on the bus getting there san francisco traffic so that's it that's it that's your cubs pod that's all i got um they come home to face the dodgers right after the game we got a four game series coming up and uh michael cotton will have uh, all that info for you and we'll have more of that info for you too on the Sun Ranto Show tonight at 8 p.m. Central Time. Join us live, and it'll be a lot of fun. All right, spagog, y'all.
Watch the Hey Cubs fans at Amazon.com. Do you buy lots of stuff? Why not support the Sun Ranto Show by shopping through SunRanto.com slash stuff? All you gotta do is fill your cart at Amazon with lots of stuff. Then before you check out with all of that wonderful stuff, head on over to SunRanto.com slash and click any of our Amazon links before you buy your stuff. Check out like you normally would with all that beautiful stuff. And the SunRanto show will get a small kickback because of the stuff you bought. And you'll be helping in the SunRanto show buy all the stuff. We need to stay on the air talking about the Cubs and other stuff. Plus, you could win a monthly prize. If some of your stuff. is chosen for Amazon stuff. of the month, and if you win, we'll send you more sunranto.com slash that address again is sunranto.com slash stuff. It's 420 2023, and this is Cubs Pod, your daily dose of Cubs content, a Bleacher Bunch production for the Fans First Network. The Cubs absolutely smoked the A's yesterday in Oakland to sweep the series and finish their West Coast swing with a 5 and 1 record. And in case you are wondering, the Cubs have never swept an entire West Coast swing, so. A 5-1 record is basically the best that they've ever done with this team of all teams. Justin Steele went six innings of one-run baseball. Uh, He did struggle a little in the fourth and fifth innings when he gave up a walk and a double in each inning. Um, But he might not have given up that run in the fourth except for an error by Dansby Swanson on a double play ball. Eric Hosmer picked a uh, Shea Langoliers grounder up nice and threw to Dansby over at second to start the double play attempt. But Dansby jumped forward and threw the ball and it sailed and uh, th- and it went into the A's dugout. So Langoliers got another base and then on the next batter, Carlos Perez drove him in. Uh, if they had been able to somehow Pull that double play off, no score. But, you know, hey, that's what happens. It's an unearned run against Justin Steele. In the fifth inning, Justin Steele walked the first batter, and then Jordan Diaz hit a line drive out to right field. Should have been somewhat easy, but uh, Patrick Wisdom just misplayed it. Bounced off his glove, went all the way to the wall. He gets the double and uh, Tyler Wade scores. So again, I don't know. They didn't call that an error. They might have been able to. It was pretty bad. Uh, Basically, what I'm trying to say here is Justin Steele gave up two runs. One of them earned, one not. 
maybe both could have been unearned. Uh, he was better than the two runs he gave up. I mean, two runs is not bad in six innings, but he was actually should have been, you know, zero runs. Like he was really good in this game. So if you're wondering why Grandpa Rossi left him out there after giving up uh, walks and doubles in consecutive innings for runs, that's why he was actually good. It was the defense that kind of fell apart on him there. On the other side, uh, Mason Miller was pitching for the A's. Uh, He's a young guy and just throwing gas for the first four innings. Um, But he did not make it through the fifth. Um, He gave up two singles and a sack fly and was pulled from the game uh, with the score two to one. Uh, Mason Miller had kind of dropped in velocity a little bit. Uh, He was throwing like in the hundred right around 100 or whatever and then you know in the fifth he was throwing around 97 98 that's still super fast but it's a noticeable drop from inning to inning i think it made sense plus i think he was at about 80 pitches so there's probably a pitch count on him as well so uh, he left the game and that was very very good for the cubs The A's got into their bullpen, and Chad Smith uh, came out and relieved Mason Miller. He got out of that fifth inning, but when he entered in the sixth, it was not good for him. He walked Dansby Swanson and Ian Happ to start the inning. So they decided to make a pitching change. They brought in Sam Mole, and uh, he immediately uh, threw the ball away. Wild pitch, Dansby moved to third, Happ moved to second. And then uh, on a Cody Bellinger hit a weak grounder uh, that they then threw home to try and get Swanson and they did not get him. So uh, Bellinger safe at first, even though he's not awarded a hit on that Cubs score one and they have runners at the corners, but not for long because Patrick wisdom came up. He did not hit a home run in this game. He hit a triple and cleared the bases, which Triples are fun, y'all. Oh, so fun. And then Sam Mole threw another pitch away, and Wisdom was able to score from third. That ended the scoring for the inning, but then the Cubs were up by four. Jury's Familia worked a clean inning for the A's, but then Oler, I do not know who Oler is, but he came out and Eric Hosmer uh, put a ball over the wall. That was the only damage done in the eighth inning, but they decided to keep Oler out there in the ninth, and uh, he gave up a single to Nico. Uh, Dansby did hit into a force out, um, but then Ian Happ doubled, Cody Bellinger walked, and Luis Torrens doubled. Happ and Swanson scored on the double, but then uh, Bellinger got a chance to score two on a throwing error by Estuary Ruiz. That was enough for Oler. They brought in uh, Zach Johnson, and unfortunately, he did not stop the bleeding. He walked Patrick Wisdom. Uh, Hosmer grounded into a force out. Uh, But then, wild pitch by Jackson. Hosmer moves to second, and then uh, Nick Madrigal hits a single, scores uh, Torrens, who who is on third. Hosmer scored... And Madrigal actually made it to second on the throw home, which I do not understand why they were throwing home, but that's why the A's are a bad team. They had no chance to get Hosmer. They threw it home. He scored. Uh, And that was it. That's all they did. 
They only scored 12 runs with uh, six of those runs coming in the last two innings. You know, and that's not the first time that happened on this trip. Uh, I, I have to say, the Cubs' offense seems to be really good at just waiting out some of the better pitchers and then finding the opportunities late in the game to take advantage of the bullpen. Tonight at 420 in the great state of Illinois, where weed is legal, uh, the Cubs will see the Dodgers at Wrigley Field at 6.40 p.m. Chicago Standard Time. Yes, we literally just saw the Dodgers three days ago. And now we're going to see them for four games instead of three. The first two games, I believe, are rematches. Uh, tonight, it will be Grove versus Tyone. Uh, I think we've just saw that. It'll be interesting to see how these games play out with uh, the offenses already. Like, just having recently seen these pitchers. Uh, will they be high-scoring games? I don't know. Maybe. Tonight's game is going to be humid and sort of rainy, but might be some fireworks out there. Uh if these offenses can just kind of tee off, I don't know. Uh, the next game is going to be another matchup that we just saw, Urias versus Smiley. Uh, finally, on Saturday, we get something different. We get to see Clayton Kershaw pitching against Hayden Wisniewski. Wisniewski was much better the last time he was out there. We'll see what he can do this time. Again, uh, it should be a pitcher's day. That day, it's going to be a bit colder this weekend, so hopefully that works for Wisniewski more than it works for Kershaw. The Sunday game is going to be uh, Stroman versus May. Dustin May has a career 322 ERA. Uh, he's been pretty good throughout, but the thing you'll really notice about him is just that big, massive amount of red hair. And again... What we saw in L.A. was a large-haired pitcher providing the perfect uh, batter's eye to see pitches. Maybe we get that on Sunday. Maybe Dustin May gets blasted because his big red hair helps the batters out. I don't know. If you're going to the game tonight, though, uh, pack a, an umbrella or a poncho of some sort. I think the game gets played. It's going to be kind of nice. It won't be too cold. Uh, so, you know, hey, plan accordingly, I guess. Uh, you won't have to take a bag because they're not giving anything away today. So nothing, quote unquote, free at Wrigley. But that's all I'm going to do today. Uh, I wrote most of this last night after a two and a half hour show. That was awesome, by the way. Uh, Sandy Marchetti. What, what a great guest. I, that's the kind of guest I like. People want to bring on baseball players who can't say anything and don't say anything. And I'm all here for bringing a poet on to just give us great poems and brought a tear to IFG's eyes. I mean, so moving. Speaking of things that might bring a tear to your eye and could be moving, uh, at the Blake Beard is giving away Father's Day tickets. Hit him up in the DMs and explain why you want to take your father to a Father's Day baseball game at Wrigley Field. 
his father died a few years ago, and this is sort of his tribute to this, but it's not just the tickets. You get to go to Club 400. Danny will write you a song, and you get like a hundred bucks, just like a hundred dollar bill. I, I, it's amazing. But if you can bring a tear to Blake's eye, you know, with your story about why you want to take your father to the game, then you've got a really good chance of having a great day in Wrigleyville on Father's Day. And if you can't go on Father's Day, remember always at the Blake Beard. You can hit him up and uh, negotiate some tickets. He's got some great tickets in the lower level right off of third base. Uh, They're great seats, great view, and it's a great deal. So hit him up, uh, get yourself some tickets. But uh, I think I'm done. Uh, Until next time, hey, keep rounding those bases, and I am out at home. Spugog!